0: You're listening to Unto the Earth, a podcast by Ethnos 360 Bible Institute in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I'm your host, Hadley Hageman. Many of you listening to this podcast have probably experienced a time in your faith when you've wondered if prayer actually does anything, and maybe that's you today. Today we want to talk about prayer, how we should think about it, why we pray, and and how we pray. Joining us today is Joshua Matthew, who has been with the mission, serving with the mission for 16 years now. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Hi glad to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Um, so many of us are continually evolving, I think, in our understanding of spiritual things, um, and growing and becoming more aware and awake of how God communicates with us, how we Mm -hmm. communicate with God. But, you know, in times of grief or pain or just confusion, it's not unlikely or not uncommon to ask questions like that. Like, does prayer actually work? Does God hear me? Or is he even there? Yeah. Um, and so today, could you help us kind of walk through that and and understanding how we pray what prayer is and maybe just talk from your experience with yeah. with prayer um, does it does it work and if it if it does, how should we shape our understanding of how to approach God in prayer?
1: yeah, cool um I would say really f- first of all like f- from from my heart, like prayer's always been uh one of those things that was slightly confusing to me um, and I don't say that now that I've got it all figured out like there's a you know textbook that lines it all up for us clean and neat. I don't I don't really see God working that way so often as as much as he wants to amaze us and and humble us at the same time uh, as we learn to live in in the world that he created. Um, I I really asked the same questions uh, that that we're starting with here how does a how does a weak sinful man like myself talk to a holy righteous God and how how can I freely enjoy that fellowship uh, with him in this conversational kind of sense that he talks about um, it's I, I think it's one of the like the beautiful distinctives of Christianity really Um we, we have this resurrected living God that has taken dramatic steps to ensure this ongoing relationship and i I think that that is that is one of the most direct steps he's taken is he provided for a conversation that that is dynamic it is ongoing uh so to me as I've grown it's it's become an even more exciting thing than when I you know, first started my spiritual walk. Yeah.
0: yeah. I love that you mentioned, like, the words fellowship. Um, how does our relationship with God impacted by how we view prayer and how we approach God in prayer?
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I think, and I, my answer has changed over, over the years of my life. I'm 44. I don't think I really... <laughs> I mean, I I prayed as a kid, but they were little kid prayers, you know, you know, thanks for my food and not that we shouldn't be grateful for those things, but they were little kid things. It wasn't so much of a conversation. It was something that, you know, you do. Um, And now I see this relationship going back and forth in uh, like it feels more natural. It's a, you know, that's a beautiful flower, you know, wow, that Bird song, I've never heard that one before, God. And it's kind of like a, it, it's just like, it's just like a relationship. You know, you're walking down the sidewalk with someone and, you know, God's not there, you know, on my elbow, but I can say, hey God, <laughs> kudos on that sunset. You know, it's beautiful. You've outdone yourself once again. Yeah. You mentioned the word dynamic
0: earlier. Um, and just thinking about it, how maybe other people would Define prayer or define meditation, whether in other religions or in uh, postmodern West, right? Yeah, is prayer something that's just for us in a way to process life, and something that's physiological about it, or is there another dimension to it where where God is interacting with us, like the dynamic yeah. part that you that you mentioned?
1: Uh, so um, my my gut answer is yes. Right. It is. It is all of those things. Um but i don't know if i would say it's more for us it's not it's not more for us than it is for god i don't i don't read god in his word to to be that type of well not to be that type of god that is entertained by watching us go through pointless motions so it's not like it's not like prayer is something that god created just for us so that we can do something um so I, I wouldn't just say it's a thing for us but like I would I would say it helps me process the complexity of of this life that wasn't designed to be lived separated from my creator by sin. So I think he created us with like he created us in his image, you know, Adam was created in God's image and they walked together in the cool of the evening and they talked and that was God's design that we would be relating to one another through conversation. Um, but at the same time, I don't—I don't read. Maybe, and at the same time, I don't read. God needs me to pray to know my thoughts and feels about this life. It—I don't—I don't read. You know, David writing Psalms that say that. How many times did we read David writing that? Well, David writing and, you know, knowing that he's desperately clinging to the knowledge that his creator, that Yahweh God, already knew his innermost thoughts. So I don't think it's just for us. I think it's something that God naturally designed for us to be able to relate to him. Do you think um,
0: in the context of like going through something hard, grief, pain confusion was talking about earlier do you think there's an aspect that we can influence god in that dynamic relationship yeah that's a fun question
1: um i think so i've had cancer twice uh two times within the last three three years and rather recently and there's been pain involved uh surgeries went well, I mean successfully. Uh however, there was still pain involved. And in in the pain, uh there is there's no one else to talk to. It's the pain is in your body and you're processing the pain in your head. And yeah, you I mean I knew I had my wife there to support me and she was loving on me and my church family was there. But they're not there all the time and they're not in your head and there there are times when the pain is more than you can even put words, you can't formulate the words to get them out of your mouth to explain the pain. And without that knowledge that God's there, God was there before the pain, God's there in the pain with you and... um s- I don't know like so it's that relationship he's he's there with you and it, the question does it influence God in some way like yes and no I know that I know that he hears me and I know that he comforts me through through the people around me some <laughs> through the Tylenol through the you know through the pain meds through the doctors through the reassurances that he is not, he has not left me in the pain. I don't have to deal with it by myself. Um, but I think this, like that question, is where I find myself still growing as as a believer, as a child of God. Um, I see our God, the God of the Bible, um, and and all of history. Balancing all of, all of the things that he knows, uh, and all of the things that he has to do, you know, fairly, mercifully, justly, all of that, and and every relationship with every soul that comes into existence, as he's dealing with me, and I, <laughs> I, I thank God that I am I am not God that has to deal with that because I. My brain's not big enough for that. It takes, it takes a real God uh, to do that. So I know that as I'm talking to God, as I'm pleading with God, take the pain away, or I don't, I, you know, whatever, the, whatever the conversation is, I know that He already knows all the things because He's that, He's that real God. Um, and I find myself after, after the pain has passed, after the, whatever the trauma that has gotten me there has passed that I, I find myself wondering why I might even begin to think that I could surprise him with a request that he wasn't already able to have previously considered. So for me, there's this logical tension, um, you know, that, the word of God tells us, you know, we are to make our requests known to him. And I th- I think for me, I often find myself still asking why, you know, why God, why? And, you know, why is it that you want me to talk to you? and And this is where I spent, I'm like, sometimes I'm almost ashamed to say the number of years that I spent wrestling with why is it that I have to talk to God? He already knows everything. What is it that I'm gonna what is it that I'm gonna change? And i I keep running back into his reason, obedience, obedience in faith, for one small reason, you know it's a simple reason, but it's huge. Did God really say He wants us to talk to him? And the answer is, yeah, you you probably read, a few passages that should be understood that way in Scripture. Um, so, I think, I think, does it influence God in some way? I'm sure it does. I don't fully understand how, um, but I think for for me the answer is it more. It, it it's it's more of a. Okay, so I'm a verbal processor. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> I have my notes, and I, I'm still verbally processing my right. answer. Uh, but I think for God's God's capable of handling that. He's capable of handling that verbal processing. And so for me, I think this formulating our thoughts and often, but not not always necessarily even vocalizing them, you know, kind of seems counterintuitive to, you know, human standards of dialogue. Like if I just sat here and stared at you and thought things, you know, thought my answers, it would mean nothing to you. That would be bizarre. A little mystical kind of thing (laughs) about prayer. right? Right. Exactly. There's that mystical aspect of it that as humans, we naturally question. Right. Because I mean, we've got five senses. We touch, we feel, we understand things through those. And if if all of our conversations you know were just telepathic and I sat here with my eyes closed like we talk to God and we call that prayer um, and we think our prayers and and yet at some time you know we we share our prayers verbally um, it would it would totally seem weird um, but God still says I want you to talk to me and and I know that. He can handle it when I think it, because he already he's he already knows my thoughts, and so that's the I think the beauty in in wrestling through that question. What's the value of what's the value of this prayer? And I I still think the value of prayer mostly is we're obeying we're obeying God's command, and it is it's credited to, credited to us. As righteousness
0: yeah i think in terms of influencing god right i think we err when we start to read that as as manipulating god right you know but in in thinking about it like god a- does ask us like yeah. you don't have because you don't ask or telling his disciples like ask anything in my name and, and, and i'll give it to you um but i think like going back to your, your point earlier and even even now like it, it all stems back it comes back to relationship and obedience and just walking with him walking in the spirit and in regard to that relationship right our approach to prayer you know some would say that we should stand before god as if we're in his presence right with reverence and awe and our prayers kind of reflect that right with formality um and and respect right others maybe would say that there's a beauty of the intimacy and the friendship that we got get to have with god yeah you know what a friend we have in jesus right yeah is are these approaches helpful, do you think? Um, would you land on either side? and Or do you think they're too narrow in defining how we approach God in prayer?
1: Yeah. Um, I think, uh, again, a, a great question. Um, I've got one friend. Uh, a, yeah, I would say a dear friend, really, who is struggling through some of this question right now. Is there is there even a value for him in that kind of conversational prayer what's he missing um if he's not leaning back heavily on like traditional um pre-formulated prayers and i think for him right now he's he's counting on the experience of the author of that prayer so that he's not missing something uh which i think is an interesting take on it i've never really considered it that way um I grew up in a family where we—I don't want to say celebrated—but uh, we we practice both kinds of, of this prayer. Uh, there was a there was a place for formal prayer, um, and there was a place for you know the very personal. I'm talking to you know my Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy God, um, which I think I think there's a danger, you know, on either end of it. A danger in pigeonholing God as either this unattainable, high, you know, high and lofty God or this, you know, equally, equally human as me. And neither one of them do justice there. I think that the active pursuit of understanding and applying the written word of God to our life is inescapably essential to Everything this conversation about prayer has to do with. Any hope of any kind of conversation with any God has to logically flow from at least a, a perceived knowledge of that God. And I think what, again, I, I mentioned that this was our, prayer to our God is one of the distinctives of, I believe, a strong Christian faith and a, a biblical Christian faith. We have real knowledge of the one real God that really explains what really happened to bring us into existence and relationship. And it was miraculous in the sense that we can't duplicate it with our limited capabilities. But that doesn't mean that the evidence isn't still there for us to see and recognize as more than we could even ask or imagine. So we really do know the one true god that we can really relate to it's not just one of those, like stanley's comic book you know characters that you know step snap, snap a finger and you know decimate populations or get bigger and angrier uh and greener when they're irritated this is a the real god and honestly knowing that he wants us to relate to him on a personal level should make, you know, sections of our bowels a bit quivery when we're honest about how much we are unworthy of that love and that relationship. And that same real God wants us to talk to him. He created us with mouths so that we could speak to him and like he wants us to share our thoughts with him and concerns with him and make our requests known to him. That that one real true God. And and we know from his word that he is a good god and he loves us enough that he sent his son to die so that we could have that relationship with him and 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 further it continues that good god preserved the historical records of how he has related to us over the course of humanity's foolishness and sinfulness and disobedience so that we could see him through literal text that hasn't changed for Millennia, for so that we could see him for the good and kind and loving God that he truly is. So that God, I believe, as I read through the Bible, He wants us to talk to Him in all forms. Let it be, let it be formal setting sure, with flowery speech and all the the these and thous and <laughs> lords and you know all right. you know f- fill it up as much as you as you need to to express what what's happening not in here i guess really what's in here and and sometimes then in in those deeply intimate times of spiritual pain and physical agony and just the misery and frustration that this this life includes because of sin let those let those out let reflect that human condition to god i think Throughout Scripture, we have abundant examples of men and women that have had that relationship with God speaking to Him, sometimes from literal pits of despair. And God was there. And God answered those prayers. And the answers aren't always what we ask. They they won't be always what we ask. And thank God that they're not what we ask for, right? They... They aren't what we expect. They're not what we ask. I thank God. One of one of my continual praises to God, it, it changes, you know, with the provision, but thank God that he only answers prayer in the right way, only in the ways that are true to his character and that are beneficial to us and our spiritual growth.
0: I think that's a, a great place to conclude this conversation on prayer and walking in an abiding relationship with Christ. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, Um, go ahead and leave a review for us. We'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, if you want to learn more about the Bible Institute, visit www.e360bible.org and fill out a request
1: information form. Thanks for listening.